0: Welcome to Altered State of Affairs, the podcast with Gerald Kazimov, produced by the team at Source. This is season two, Reach for the Stars. Reach for the Stars, the much anticipated second installment in the Altered State of Affairs series is now available on Amazon. Visit geraldkazimov.com for more articles, podcast episodes, and links to some of the author's favorite local and indie bookstores. I want to start this episode. I just want to read the end of the author's note. I'm going to read the very end of it as it's relating back to being receptive. And to accomplish this phenomenon, you say, all parties involved must be receptive to the final goal, transference of thought, no matter what. I read that and I was like, wow, like that's it. Because we read science fiction, we watch a comedy show. We have to allow our mind to go there. That's the last words you get in this book. That's how you left us as the reader. What do you make of that?
1: Well, I wanted to put it out there. I mean, transference of thought. I want to make people think. And I want to make the reader feel that anything is possible, especially when you're dealing with Cindy and dealing with multiverses, dealing with all levels of the cosmos. Anything is possible if you think it, and almost like it brings into the Walt Disney thing. You know, if you think it, if you dream it, you can do it. All these things are connected, but specifically with the book, when they reach for the stars and ultimately talk to the stars, you know, Stephen and Cindy are receptive, and the extraterrestrials hear them. They hear them, and they act upon that. You know, Stephen goes through all of the things about how he is going to communicate with the aliens, how he's going to do this. And he went to all these scientific institutes that deal with transference of brain waves and computer-generated stuff. That, and everybody said, well, you know, we don't know. It's not proven. You can't do it. So he basically said, I'm going to do it my way. And Cindy gave him the okay. So he was determined, and he said, no matter what, no matter what. And then they went on their journey with the Rayvon and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. That's the characters in the book, us as readers and going through this process. Again, like I said before, whether it's your book or another book like this, that you have to accept where the author is taking you and it's out there, right? You have an eyeless doll that looks within that's offering wisdom You could read that if you're just not in that frame of mind and think, what is this guy talking about, right? It's out there. It's not the only book that's out there. I mean, to watch Star Wars, the movie, in a galaxy far, far away, a lot of the people look like we look, you know? And then there's different creatures that they have in those. And like, where are they? And when are they? And what's going on in that? So you have to be willing to allow yourself, and I get it, if someone's just a lover of sci-fi movies, they're gonna love that movie, but that's taken on a whole nother realm and of itself where people of all different backgrounds and interests enjoy movies like that. But as the reader, they have to allow for that to take place. And you save it for the end, but it's poignant to bring it up. But look at it from that perspective possibly as... And maybe it starts with you as the author to say you have to allow yourself to go there to create something that's out there. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely makes sense. So I'm a firm believer in this. And, you know, determination, effort, dreaming, reaching, all this stuff. If you can dream it, you can do it. So the reception of what is taking place, certainly the reader would enjoy the book more if the reader had this feeling within themselves. You know, they would understand. Or, you know, they would think I'm absolutely crazy you know, how can you be talking to a doll? How can the doll be talking to aliens and all this stuff? But I just think that this transference of thought is even more so than talking to aliens. It's transference of thought when you're learning something in a classroom. You know, you can expand on the subject, but the reader in this, in a strict context, just looking at the book, the reader has to have some inkling, some feeling inside them that say, hey, yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's the all creator, the God or whatever, you know. So when people pray, you know, I've studied, I read about this, going back to when they had idols, they would pray to idols. You know, they had to have a belief that the body, this person, this entity was going to do something. You have to believe. (laughs) I guess that's what you're saying. You have to believe yeah. believe in something. Yeah, But you, if you're going to do something, you have to believe in it. Be a believer. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Be the believer. I don't know.
0: So. Yeah. Well, you're showing up, I think, as the reader, the watcher. Like you go to a movie and you sit. And it's interesting that everyone can sit in the theater all together and everyone's quiet for the most part, right? Obviously, you've been to movies and some people are being loud. And you accept what they're about to give you. And we can like it and we can dislike it and we can comment on it and all this kind of stuff. But we can go where they take us and we can be quiet for two and a half hours and just receive whatever it is that they want to tell us. And these stories can make absolutely no sense in regards to what we deal with on an everyday basis. And sometimes, so it's like taking 300 pages of a novel, it takes time and effort and you have to go there. I guess what I'm getting at too is there's something that we can all get from it that it just opens the readers' and the watchers' minds up to, to the whatever. To the
1: impossible. To yeah. the impossible, to anything. You know, Stephen, on his journey, consulted with all the great minds around the world that dealt with uh, transference of thought or brainwave, computer-generated stuff, artificial intelligence, and everybody was saying to him, you know, maybe in 50 years, maybe in 100 years, or we don't have it now. Transcendental Meditation and, you know, talk about Johnny Carson with, uh, you know, what card am I holding? He made a career out of that, you know, with people try to guess in the audience what he had. And it's there. And they've proven that it can be done. It's just not predictable. Transference of thought, cognitive transfer. And now we're dealing with artificial intelligence that's going to really complicate
0: this. Yeah. Well, that's one to bring up that you just did when you deal with AI. And just like anything else today, there's extremes. There's like, I won't touch it, and there's other people, they're all in on it. And there's definitely a middle ground, but the ones you hear are on the edges. How do we accept this thing, or how do we not accept this thing, and what do we do with it, right? That it just came into the, like, the masses, and what do we do with this thing? And I think some people are having a difficult time transferring their mind, and maybe that's, you can explain this better, to even grasp the concept that this thing is here, it can write, it can create, it can, like, it's not thinking, it's predicting, it's guessing the words that are gonna come next based on all this data that it's been fed and it's being fed. But that's a big one, right? That's like just thrown everything off. So I think in many ways it relates to transference of thought and what you're talking about here in your author's note.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we're just in the beginning, the, the bare beginning of this and what it's gonna mean for the future you know, 10, 15, 20 years, even five years, how it's going to change everything. Everything's going to be intuitive. No matter what you do, it's going to be intuitive. Your refrigerator will be intuitive. Your car certainly is. Everybody's going to be able to talk to you, but what, are they intelligent? I mentioned this, is your refrigerator intelligent because they're able to tell you things? You know, with some form of intelligence. Artificial, but is it artificial? Is real intelligence real? You can go on and on with this. Yeah. You know, and you can also apply it to art. You know, the artist creates a piece or a video or whatever. Now, Dave's art is, I mean, there are no rules. There are never rules. But it's in the eye of the observer. They can take from this whatever they want. But the observer has to be receptive to the transference of a cognitive idea from that piece of art. But they can then take that bit bit of information and come up with something that their own mind comes up with so i think the stars are the limit i mean there's no limit to what our future is going to be and everything else. but i'll tell you this cindy's going to be involved in the in the future yeah so she's pretty excited about this right now